Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello, modern lovers. Are you ready to find out what the hottest trends are for 2019? They actually might be rather sexy, just like our guest today, Gerald Salente, who's known as the Global Forecaster and he has released his top trends for 2019, and he's offering detailed, essential predictions that pinpoint the critical turns and detours ahead for all of us. But first, before we get to our global trends conversation, Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to count your love blessings or maybe create some space to welcome love into your life. If you're lonely and looking, if you're in a couple and you want to make it better, if you're young, old, black, white, any ethnicity, it doesn't matter, LGBTQ or straight, here at Modern Love Training, we know that love is the glue that holds everything, and by the way, everybody together. I want you to be sure to check out our website, www.drbrendawade.com. And above all, I want you to take action in 2019 to really create the love you've longed for and, may I say, you deserve. So coming up on March the 9th, you can go to Eventbrite right this minute and get your seats for Quantum Prosperity. You know, we have the True Love, True Prosperity Mastermind Program, and prosperity is an essential part of love because we know the reason most couples fight, fall apart, or divorce is because of fights over money. So we're going to do a deep, deep dive into accelerated prosperity. What are the tools you need? So be with us. That's on March the 10th. No, that's March 9th. Excuse me. Quantum Prosperity, Eight Tools to Accelerate Your True Prosperity Now. Eventbrite already has your login and tickets waiting. Now, here's our Ask Dr. Brenda question. Keep those coming. This one says, my husband and I got into a big argument yesterday, and today he acts like nothing happened. I'm still fuming. He did not apologize, nor did I. We just yelled out our points and then went to sleep. I slept in my daughter's room. I didn't even want to see his face. I can't act like nothing happened. I don't want to argue either. How do I address this without sparking a bigger flame? Signed, don't want to fight. Look, don't want to fight. I'm glad that you're willing to throw in the towel, but you do need some specific skills to heal after an argument. Now, there are three steps. Number one, I want you to sit down and write a note to yourself that outlines very clearly what it was you were reacting to. 
And it's not going to be something that happened with your husband. On the emotional intensity scale, if we go above a five, it's stuff from the past that's triggered. So you've got work to do. Sit down and figure that out. Then, once you know what's going on inside you, go to your husband and say, I apologize for my part in the upset. I now recognize this is what was triggered in me, and I'm working on it. Move forward, and it's not just not sparking a bigger flame. I want you to be a bigger person. All right, don't want to fight. How about I want to love? Blessings. All right, let me tell you about our guest today. It's Gerald Salente. He's a professional trend forecaster and the founder of the Trends Institute. He has been able to predict economic and social trends, and specifically, Salente says he predicted the booming future sales of gourmet coffee, bottled water, and gold, as well as the collapse of the Soviet Union, the 2008 recession, the Asian currency crisis, and the dot-com meltdown, among other things. Indeed, it seems to be hard to find a major event that he says he didn't predict. So today he's going to outline things you should look out for this year, and we're going to ask him about love trends as well. Welcome to the show, Gerald Salente. Well, thank you for having me, and I love your uh, one of your lines in the lead in, Ignite Your Life with Passion. Yeah, passione. That's what it's all about, and uh, yes, that's that's it a lot that's that. missing these days. There's there's very little real heartfelt passion. Well, speaking uh, of passion, Gerald, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Well, I'll probably see uh, one of my flames, uh, a past one, but uh, not nothing really serious these Valentine's days. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we may have to invite you to one of our modern love trainings, Gerald, well, so we can that's make sure right. <laughs> you're getting that ignition in your love life. You yeah, gave me yeah. a great opening. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> and you know, one of the things, by the way, in in your having your conferences is that to prosper is to look ahead. Don't get caught up by the future coming and not being prepared for it. And when you think about it, you go to college or grammar school to high school. All they do is teach you about history, the past, but they don't teach you how to look ahead. Mm. You know what? That's a very good point. The future is, is all limits. a very good point. I the love future. it. So what, what is the Great Reset? It's something that you talk about, the planet shifting to a more communal place. Well, we're ready for it, but it's not happening quite yet. Well, what we're, is we're, it when you what, say it, the Great Reset? The, a renaissance. It's a um, it's an appreciation of the greater things of the past. For example, the Renaissance in in Italy began after what about sixty percent of Europe was decimated by a plague. So the people got it in their heads that hey, what we're doing isn't correct. That's why we're all dying from the very rich to the very poor. And what they did it was a rediscovery. Alla Romana e all'antica in the manner of the Romans and the ancients. They used to say when to describe the quality of the work that they were creating. And when you look at what's going on today, you know, you you can see it in the people, in their mannerisms. One of our top trends, for example, in uh, 2019, is ready to explode. And what does that mean? 
Yeah, I'd love to know what that means. Well, it means that (laughs) Americans are rapidly growing much more obese and overweight. And the numbers don't lie. We're looking, you know, people talk about, for example, oh, people are eating more healthy. and Well, that's, that's really, yes, it's true. But on the grand scale of things, it's quite minute. When you look at the, uh, all the money being spent in organic foods in 2017, the mm-hmm. last numbers, it only accounted for 5.5% of the foods sold in retail channels. And when you look at the fast food market, it's, that alone is $200 billion. Mm-hmm. So the United States has now ranked 43, 43rd among 195 nations with an average lifespan of 78.7 years old. So going back to what's happening to the country, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, we're on a decline. It's the way people dress, the way people behave, the way people look. And, and they could say, you know, fat is fine. Well, it's, you know, it's really not. We, we can't, we well, I'd love to say something there because I think what we're talking about here is important in terms of health and people being healthy, but we do have a new awareness that I 100% support which is that we used to have a lot of shaming people. And a lot of that shaming had to do with physical appearance. And the more we move away from that, as far as I'm concerned, the better. I'm a tremendous advocate of healthy lifestyle. I'm in that 5.5% who's spending money on organic food. Trust me. But the other side of it is that nobody should be body shamed. Nobody should be made to feel less than valuable and lovable because of looks on any level. So let me just be super clear about where I stand on that. Well, again, we're, not, we're just saying where it is. And when we look at the total cost of chronic disease due to obesity and overweight, it's almost $2 trillion, which is yeah, equivalent to I'm well aware of that, point. So that's what I we're talking about. about yeah. Well, again, we're not saying, you know, this is what is. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at a breakdown of this is a health issue. It's not about any. Uh, so that's you, a trend that you see increasing over the next year. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and it's global. Okay. And 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 so the 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 cost, the emotional, spiritual, and financial cost is really growing, mm-hmm. and it, it's not bringing joy. Is what we're saying. Okay, so what is the economic 9-11 that you say is point break? Well, again, you know, people say sometimes that I'm a futurist. And I said, no, no, you, nobody could predict the future. There are too many wild cards. So when we made that forecast of an economic 9-11, we said that the, globe, that the United States stock market and the economy was going to go in reverse sharply. And it did. But we made that forecast based on the on the the analysis from the Federal Reserve that they were going to raise interest rates between three and four times in 2019. They backtracked beginning on January 4th and again in the middle of January. So now what they're doing, Dr. Brenda, is we're not seeing increased interest rates because if interest rates increase, 
The only thing that has driven up the equity market since the panic of 08 is unprecedented levels of zero and negative interest rates and quantitative easing, things they never okay, taught well, you. Okay, well, all those things are quite complex in terms of the conversation we're having. What does that boil down to for the average person? It, higher interest rates, you can't buy a house. Higher interest rates, you can't buy a car. Higher interest rates. So you're you saying higher interest rates is what we're going to look at in terms of this economic 9/11. Now, that's what, that's what we had, that's that what we had predicted said. that I want to get to because our time is short. What do you mean when you say human waves? These are your top ten predictions. No, but if I have to go back to on that. Five of them. I, I have to go back on that because the Fed changed it, so now they're going to lower interest rates. Uh-huh. So we're not looking for an economic 9/11 right now. Okay, because they, so they reversed. Okay. Human waves, Human waves. if you go back 100 years ago, we had 1.6 billion people on the planet. Mm-hmm. In 100 years, we've added 6 billion people. You are going to see migrant and refugee crises throughout the world, from Africa to South America, around the world, that we have never experienced before. Mm-hmm. The numbers are there, and you're seeing a Gallup poll that just came out and this is before the Venezuelan crisis, that some 30% of the people in Central America want to leave because of violence, corruption, unable to get jobs. Africa, the same thing. So we're going to see a human waves of people coming in. So this border wall issue, it's going to be an issue around much of the world. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, you know, the, the border wall issue and some of the Brexit issues and the other things we're looking at around the world I agree are economic, but I think they go also into people's fear, the basic human fear of those who are different than me, those who somehow, because they look different, speak differently, are threatening, because there's also a flavor here. Uh, I can't use any other word but fascism that seems to also be on the rise in response to this kind of primitive fear of the other. Well, what's happening is that you have wars in Somalia, in Nigeria, Sudan. You have them in Congo, Ghana. You have a recession in South Africa. You have well, violence. Syria, you know, we could go on and on. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yemen. So what's happening yeah. is, right, so what's happening is that the people are escaping, and then, of course, there's the reaction to it. So that's what's going on. We're not saying right or wrong, good or bad. We're saying this is what's going on. Okay, and what about America? You say the Puritan 2.0 is happening. Well, it's, it's, the, the, uh, it's the Me Too movement on steroids. So, for example, when you look at the 2018 uh, midterm elections, it was all about identity politics and not general information on geopolitics, for example. Now, one word was mentioned from either of the two parties. You mentioned the Yemen war, the Syrian war, the Afghan war, the, the Iraq war. Nothing mentioned about geopolitics, only mostly about identity politics. And now you're seeing a lot of comedians, whether it's Seinfeld, Chris Rock, uh, and others, saying that they won't go to college campuses because they're afraid to use humor anymore because there's no laughing about it. So this is more and more of a Puritan ethic in the sense that on one side we will condemn, but on the other side with his wars and other things, we won't say anything about it. Hmm. Well, I agree we should be talking about how to end conflicts around the world. I also agree that this is the rise of honoring and protecting the feminine that women have for many, many years 
put up with being treated as basically, um, boy, I hate to use this word, but being treated like animals, that they can be touched, they can be prodded, they can be, you know, dishonored. Well, they could only be touched and prodded and dishonored by ignorant and immoral men. So to put everybody in that one category is what's, what's, what's started to happen. And, you know, there are, well, not all men not just, do that. Well, it's not about whether men are in different categories. I'm going to take you on with this one. It's that we need to educate men that there are consequences if you cross the line because part of what's happened is that there's been carte blanche, that it's okay to do it, that people can get away with it. Men don't have to just be ignorant and moral. We have people at the top echelons, as you know, in every field who have crossed those human boundaries and severely injured innocent girls and women can't have no question about it no All question right, so about keep it. moving because i don't see it as a puritan uh well, way. Well, I, I see it as <laughs> i see it as a purification of some of the ills that have troubled and i'm speaking from my perspective as a woman and as a mother i would never want any of those things to happen to any other woman or anyone else's children. So I'm going to stand firm that purification is needed, and I would say that's, that's a very important and a positive thing. So what do you mean when you say censorship 2019? Well, it's, it's going on quite broadly in that it's not only the right wing, for instance, if they censor an Alex Jones from Twitter or Facebook and others. It's also for, to the World Socialist Organization. So right now we're seeing the monopolies, the the Facebooks, the Twitters, and the Googles saying what's proper and what's not. So the censorship, and this isn't only going on in the United States, it's going on globally. So if you don't meet the metric, then you're out. A friend of mine, good friend, uh, Kenny Young, wrote this song, Under the Boardwalk, and he started a movement called um, Artists for uh, Protecting the Environment. And they're against dumping plastics into the ocean. Their commercials were banned on Facebook because they call them political. This is going, yeah, this is going on with a lot of people. So now we have the Silicon Valley saying what is free speech and what isn't, what's correct and what's not. But again, not only here, it's global. So censorship. Uh, for 2019 is going to be a growing trend. Well, that's a shocking story that you told about uh, commercials banning plastics being dumped in the ocean, being censored, because God knows we're not going to have a planet if we don't start protecting. So I'll stand with you there. We absolutely need to be careful about maybe using a different metric here, which is what's for the greater good. Now, because we're Modern Love Radio, I have to ask you, do you have a prediction about relationships and love? Well, it's <laughs> it's, it's you know, the human spirit. You know, it's uh, it has its ups and downs. So uh, I think actually, with what's going on now, I think it's going to be harder and harder for people to have relationships. When you look at, for example, the data showing how so many younger people are addicted to their uh, social media and their technology, and you see the studies where so many would rather uh, communicate via Facebook or other social media than rather face-to-face. Hmm. So there's a dynamic change going on. 
it is gigantic change. At the same time, if we make the case for love, and I certainly am going to make the case for love, which is all of the data we have on what happens to the immune system, your health, your well-being, less anxiety, less depression, greater prosperity, all of those things are improved if one is in a happy relationship. And maybe what we need here, and I'm going to challenge you, Gerald, to do some predicting and study around this, maybe what we need is a movement, certainly in America, I'm going to just stick to home ground here, of people spending at least as much time learning about love as they do learning how to drive a car or ride a bicycle. Because you need to know the rules of the road to drive that car, ride that bike, and nobody teaches rules of the road in love. And there are rules that work. The body of research on love is huge and growing with the five love labs in the U.S. and other labs around the the globe. What are your well, thoughts? Well, again, the technology is really changing things dramatically. Yes. And if you you read it and look at it, it's for real. And yes, matter it of is. Fact, I agree with you. Yeah, one of our uh, top trends is Generation Z equals Generation Zero, in the sense that you know they they have uh, a future that is very different from uh, our past. And they are now, what, do you, what do you mean when you say zero? Why do you call them Generation Zero? Zero in the sense that they have a very, um, a very frightful future ahead of them emotionally in so many ways because their reliance on digital communications has taken so much of the uh, passion of, of the human touch and the human spirit away from them, so they're missing opportunities of self-expression. They're missing opportunities of creative thinking and collaborative endeavors. And you know, at the same time, they're able to connect with one another around the globe and to build coalitions. I know that I'm hearing this from a lot of Gen Zers, so there are some benefits, although I, I quite agree with you that it is essential that there is face-to-face Yes, touch. Yes, tone of voice. Those things carry an emotional message that can't be captured in a text. So I do agree with you that. But I do think that, you know, there are some benefits to technology perhaps being the thing that can save our world because people can reach one another in other parts of the world and be of common cause. Well, again, it goes back to our censorship. And when you see when there are movements going on, what they do is they close them down. So, uh, yes, in some ways. But, you know, again, you know, the human touch is very different than the digital text. And, uh, we're, again, we're seeing uh, So is this studies. why you have one of your predictions is blessed are the geeks? Yes, because the King James Bible says blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. But we're saying they spelt it wrong. They got the geeks have inherited the earth. <laughs> and, and really, when you look at it, and again, going back to what we began speaking about in the beginning, about style and elegance and love and caring, you know, as we mentioned, the only thing that's changed between uh, Steve Jobs and, and Zuckerberg is the color of their T-shirts. You know, they went from black to blue. So they have, it's a very dull technological, digitized, algorithm type of society. 
mm-hmm. and people are addicted to this thing. You go out, you see it. People walk down the streets. They don't look at each other. They look at their hands. You go into a restaurant. Couples aren't communicating with each other. They're looking at their palms. Little mm-hmm. children, rather than communicating with their parents, little infants are glued to a screen. No, this is a whole new future. Wow. Well, we're going to have to do something to get around this dehumanizing, disconnection kind of trend. You know, it's certainly not serving any of us to be disconnected emotionally. In fact, being more emotionally connected is what we need because it's healthier. Last thing, we only have a couple of minutes left. Gerald, you have a a, um, printer that says get high, get healthy. The biggest trend that we've seen, and we've been on this now for almost four years, is the whole legalization of marijuana and cannabis. It's cannabis, actually. The United States only puts it in different categories, hemp, marijuana, or, or uh, and, and but it, but in other countries, it's just cannabis. And now it's being legalized in many states, in many countries. And the reason they're doing it is the same reason they legalized alcohol after prohibition, tax money. They need the tax dollars. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a huge trend. It's just beginning. The, the benefits of cannabis in so many medical uh, fields is being finally discovered. As I say, if the planet could feed us, could it heal us? And uh, Big Pharma says no, but a lot of people say yes. This trend is going to be a trillion-dollar trend. Wow. And with hemp now coming on board as well, it's and going CBD to replace And CBD oil and all the derivatives. Yeah, so, Gerald, thank you so very, very much for taking the time to share some of your trends with us. Everybody, Gerald also has a magazine that you can access online. Tell us about that, would you, Gerald? Yes, it's the Trends Journal, uh, trendsjournal.com, and it's a monthly magazine, and we send out trend alerts each week, guaranteed the only place you will read history before it happens. Okay, and his website is www.trendsresearch.com. So, Gerald Salente, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on where we're headed in 2019. And my prediction is that if you join me for some modern love training and our event that's coming up on quantum prosperity, you are going to have a much happier 2019 and a better love life. So there. All right. Blessings, everyone. Thank you to our executive producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning, and to all of you modern lovers, I will see you live March 9th. Blessings. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... 
Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.